From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this special two-part episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Berglis talks to us about his evolution on coaching cues and progressions with the implementation of the functional range systems, how drilling fundamental movements across all sports at the start allows for long-term buy-in, and the benefits of daily critical thinking about your coaching experiences. All this on this special two-part episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. A lot of good information there. And I, I, I want, I'm glad you're, we're able to talk about it because you could tell in what you, what, what you post, but you can tell in the movements, you're definitely along the roads. Like, look, I'd rather focus on a little extra time on getting things right and consistent before just showing me one session of a good, good movement and then try to load it. And I think that's crucial for long-term development. I mean, not, and not just with, you know, the high school athlete, but like you're saying, even the middle school is working on it. And even the collegiate and pro levels, like, you know, let's, let, let, let's get that movement down right and consistent before we try to do anything else. Now, you know, you're definitely one of the first collegiate strength conditioning coaches that kind of made FRC popular, uh, you know, all in the collegiate ranks. And, you know, A, how did you find it? Because I, I know it, when it got really popular, it was because of you and I was like looking at, at what you were doing at uh, Utah State and whatnot. But how has it also evolved, like the implementation evolved through the years and especially with what you're doing right now at the high school level? Yeah. So, all right, let me, the timeline with the FRC. So it was, I think like every, like probably like most people, this was, this was a a long time ago, but it was kind of like most people where you'd see something on Instagram and it'd be like, 
kind of, you know, like not, not even, I mean, this was like, if you, it's kind of sometimes hard to like remember back, you know what I mean? Like, so then like four or five years ago, back before, like, I mean, Instagram's, I mean, Instagram now is a hundred times different than it was four or five years ago where, you, okay. You see like a couple of like things. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Now you like, you see a thousand things a day where it's like, what? So it doesn't give you that, you know what I mean? It honestly doesn't give you that same level of like, you know, like, intrigue or whatever but that was kind of, like you kind of start to see some of these movements and this other stuff is like this is kind of interesting like what is this like i don't know blah blah, blah like whatever so was, that was kind of my first foray into it um and then we had a football player that had uh at utah state that had uh what was it he had an ankle i think it was like an, it was like a lower leg injury or something like that um it just really wasn't getting better or whatever blah 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 and if I remember correctly, he was from the Pacific Northwest. Um, his, the, the individual that had trained him for a long, long time, like back in high school or whatever was it, he was, I think he had taken FRC or he had utilized components of it or something along those lines. I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyway, this individual, his mom, after the season found someone in Salt Lake city, which is like a, an hour and a half from where we were in U, at Utah state in, Lo- in Utah, um, found someone and he started going to this individual in Salt Lake City, he was, he was a Cairo, um, and he was using like FRC stuff with him. And he kind of he came back to us and was like, "Dude, my ankles never felt. This is, you know, blah blah. blah. This is awesome, amazing. Um, this guy's legit. You know, what I mean? and just like realistically, I think anybody in this profession, when it's like an athlete tells you like, "Oh, this guy's awesome," blah blah. blah at, at least for me, everything's like, okay, I, I know enough. Uh, I know enough individuals that, especially now, kind of like we were talking about with Instagram, I know enough people that are like selling some magic potion or whatever to like, okay, I'll be honest. First, someone says that I'm going to be skeptical. I'm very skeptical first. And then, so, um, we set up, we went down and met him, um, did a consult, uh, you know, with him. And it was like, he, he went into FRC, all this stuff. And it was like, kind of like one of those where it's like, okay, yeah, you're, legit, you're legit. Like you're super, super smart. Um, super. So it was like, mind blown like oh man we did some of the stuff it's like i've never felt like this before like amazing blah blah so that would have been um that would have been the summer of 2017 so coming up on four years ago so that was kind of so started learning stuff like from him started implementing stuff and it's funny like when you don't <laughs> i'm kind of go, going to this because I, I see this with, with a lot of people to be honest um so i started learning that stuff started implementing some of that stuff football but like I, I do some stuff with like i had women's soccer and softball at utah state as well so i started implementing some stuff and then it got um i guess kind of just fate and how things worked out that i wanted i was like oh you know what like i want to take a course but i think you know the continuing education components you know obviously very important this is like an area where like i want to actually take the course learn from the people like blah blah, blah. um that was in december of 2017 and it, it was lucky because this was back when they, I mean, they did courses, but it wasn't like what it is now, if you will, like online, but also like where there's like, it's not that hard to go to one. Like, you know, there might be a couple of months, you know what I mean? And I mean, the challenge was like, I'll be honest, like if I would have done this one, I would have had to wait like three or four months for one to come out to California because like the football schedule, you just can't, you know what I mean? Like whatever. So this one, it just so happened. There was one in December in New York city like the first week of December and we had a late bowl game, like the end of this end of December, I want to say. So we actually had, I had like a week, you know what I mean? Like a week where it was like, okay, I can go away and take this course. You know what I mean? So I flew out from, I flew out to New York, took the course, blah, blah. blah and it was kind of like one of those where it was like, Oh man, 
I was doing a lot of this stuff, not, you know what I mean? Like not incorrect. Yeah. I was just not doing it right. Or a lot of stuff I didn't understand or whatever. So that was my first foray into it in December of 17. Um, obviously came back semester started, started using everything in the winter of 18, um, you know, with football, soccer, softball and such. And then I took the, uh, FRA, which is the functional range assessment course in March of 2018 out in Southern California. Uh, took that course really, really good. Um, and then uh, I took Tina Stretch in May in Southern California that year. I took Functional Range Release, the not therapist uh, course, and I had to go out to Canada to take that in December of 2018. So that's kind of been my foray into, into FRC and kind of the timeline of it. Um, in terms of, I mean, the, the evolution of, of it in terms of like how I use it and think about it has definitely been like, I mean, it's been pretty, uh, pretty wide in terms of, I look back, I mean, nice thing about like, I can go, I can go back onto some of like, even just like posts or like archives of like a story. And I look at something now and I'm like, yeah, there's like a hip car. And it's like, dude, there's four things right here that I, sh it's not, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, you get that twitch where it's like, I'm not, I should have, I should have seen this and I didn't, you know what I mean? Or like a group session or whatever. Um, so from a coaching stuff, you see stuff, obviously the more you do it. And I'll be honest, the way it implemented is definitely changed like significantly, like kind of one of the benefits of like, when you do something and you see a lot of people keep making the same mistakes, like I was talking about, and then you like try and dissect it. Okay. Like, well, why is this happening? Critically think. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done I started teaching hip cars because I think hip cars is important or whatever, but there's a certain component of the hip car where everybody, that's the part that everybody messes up. So like, what if I just teach that part first? We don't even, I don't even show you what a hip car is. We teach that part. And now when I do a hip car that because you understand the hardest part component that everything else works better and we, we get the benefit that we want. You know what I mean? So like that was one of the things that how I taught it at Texas Tech is totally different than I did at Utah State. And then how I teach it now is everything that I've learned and mistakes I made at Utah State and Texas Tech to how I implement it, coach it. You know, even I'll be honest, even just my coaching cues, like it's funny going back and listening to some of my coaching cues and I'm not, it's just a lot different. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of like anything, like the more, it's not just FRC, but the more experience you get with it and realizing like, okay, this worked really well with 50 people or like, hmm, you know what? This was a bad idea. Um, like a good example, like, I think final segmentation is extremely important, blah, blah, blah. I won't really get into the, the to, to the, too deep into the weeds on that, but um, it worked well when I taught it here um, with football in our in season, because I, I structured the training session because I wanted to get this in. So I, I, I made sure I had like seven or eight minutes to like go over this, show it, demo it, blah, blah, blah. You hit reps with your partner, blah, blah, blah. So that worked really well. And that's kind of one of the things I also did it where it was like a session where I wanted to get it done. I wanted to, we had a lot of new people that hadn't done it, like our younger kids. And I did it before one of our speed plyometric sessions back in like February, March or whatever. But the session there, I mean, we had a lot of stuff to get done. We got like 80, 90 kids. There's just a lot of organization. There's a lot of stuff you got to, in my mind that you got to just pay attention to. And so I had that in, in the warm up, but it took, it took forever. It wasn't done good. Cause like when you let it just blow up, there's a lot of mistakes there. So that was kind of like one, like I had it in for the next month. I'm like, okay, I took my pen out crossing that off. We're not doing that anymore. Like lesson learned. I need to find a better way. This is not the time 
to teach this new thing when we're kind of already on a limited amount of time and there's just a lot of different factors. So that, you know I mean? Like always trying to like learn and figure out just like step back and figure out, okay, is this working very well? Not working very well. Uh, You know, things along those lines. So that's kind of been a lot of my, uh, you know, stuff that I do now or whatever, it's been a lot of the, I mean, just like anything, I think you make a lot of mistakes and that's the benefit of like, when you make mistakes that you learn from them and then you can get better. But if you never make mistakes, you never, or you never critically think you're never, you're going to be the same coach or the same business person or whatever it is for the, probably the rest of your life, which isn't going to be very you know beneficial to you or anyone that works with you or whatever. So like, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, has helped me a lot with the FRC of like being able to, and in a sense, like there's been times where like, I'm just, I don't want to say experimented, but like, hmm, let's try this. And you're like, oh man, like they, what people are doing this before the training session. Like they really like this. Or there's times where it's like, oh, this is like, this is going to be awesome. Like they're going to like, I, this is going to work really well. And it's like, wow, that did not go how I thought it would, or they didn't blah, blah, blah or whatever, or we're not ready for it. Um, good example. Uh, when I was at Utah state, I did, uh, we spent, cause I was like, okay, kind of like the progressions, like, Oh, we got to do this for three weeks. And then I got to move on. Cause they're going to get bored of this. So I got, I got to think of something new or whatever. So we did <laughs> still have this in my mind. It's funny. Um, I've got, so we did this thing. Uh, what was it? I can't remember what we did. It was like pails and rails or something like that for three weeks or like hip internal rotate or whatever it was. I'm like, okay, we're going to go to passive range holds partner, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a good, the setup was good. Like I can be honest with myself. The setup was good. They did not understand the concept of that at all. And I remember like we're doing this and it was like the first three weeks. It's like, man, you can just tell them the guy's faces. They're liking this, the way we're talking about blah, blah, blah. We're getting, this is awesome. That fourth week I was like, we had, I was like in my head, we gotta, we gotta put something new in because they're going to get bored with this. And they just didn't understand it. They did, it was just looking there, like during the session, I'm yelling, I'm trying to get whatever, but guys don't understand it. And like, it, I mean, it frustrated me. And that's one of the, I guess one of the things that happens a lot is I just get frustrated and then I can't stop thinking about it and trying how to fix it or whatever. But I remember after that session, it was a Saturday session. I'm like, man, that was such a bad session. Like why the first three weeks were so good. That was bad, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, <laughs> so the next time they came back, I'm like, okay, no, no, no kind of like my general philosophy, I told them and it was like, uh, wasn't meant to be like a rah-rah pre-FRC speech or whatever, but it was like, all right, here's the deal. Like, that was my fault. Like, we shouldn't have done that. We weren't ready, blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal. We're going to be the best in the country at doing these pails and rails, hip internal rotation. I don't care what anybody else says, blah, blah, blah. We are going to get freaking really, really good at this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you just see like, I remember like guy, you know, you got like 15, 20 guys who are just kind of like nodding their head like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah whatever. They, they really didn't understand, like whatever. But so like, it was kind of an enlightening thing of like, we didn't have to, I didn't need to change stuff up just to change stuff up because of like, you know, I just try and coach the FRC stuff. Like I coach like anything, like with a lot of energy and a lot of like enthusiasm that people are going to work harder and do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like when that stuff's present, regardless if it's FRC, regardless if it's like a speed session, lifting, whatever it is. So that was like a perfect example of like, I thought I needed to progress because we'd already been in three weeks and it was just way overboard. And it was just, it was a horrible session. You know what I mean? That was one of the things from like, I mean, that was three years ago that I still remember. So that's a good example of like how things have kind of changed in my mind of like, you see stuff like that, you remember it, you conceptualize it, you internalize it, and then you can utilize it like in the rest of your coaching life. No, that, that's great. And I, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us. Cause you know, I, I, I got the FRC, uh, MS, like the FRC side of things, mm-hmm. I think two years ago. And I'm taking the, the kind stretch next week with the, the online one. Um, but you know, 
it was something that I struggled with too. Cause I'm, I'm looking at this and I know at least when it was presented to me uh, for the FRC, it was, you know, you don't want to do too much pails and rails cause it's like central nervous system. It's taxing and, mm-hmm. and timing and stuff, but you know, that, and I'm at a D two. So it's me and I have a, like a part-time assistant and, and 16 teams. So, you know, I'm oh, like yeah. you, I got just a ton yeah. of just athletes just everywhere. So I'm, I'm always trying to figure out, all right, like, well, when do I put this in or like, well, you know, how do we focus on it or when do we missed it? And and I think that's good to, to hear that. It's just, you got to, take it for what it is like if it's just going to be the best internal rotators or all that you know making sure you're the best at the pails and rails i think that's great i think um, that's and to, to to go on that i think that like kind of like the situation that you're in um i think and that's just for it would be the same for anything honestly for the most part for me you it's like you take frc and you get like oh man like where do I start? You're kind of like, kind of trying to figure out like, Oh man, do I need to work on wrist or fat? Like what, whatever. And I think, like I said, cause I've been down that phase of like, Oh, we need to individualize for everyone. But then like when you start teaching too much stuff and it's like, all right, no, let's do hip internal rotation. And they're like, wait, is that the front leg or the back leg? And like, what? Like, no hip internals, the back leg, hip externals, the front leg 90, 90. And it's like, Oh, okay. But you start keep, people would keep getting like confused or whatever. So that was, I can't remember when I made this change, but I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to teach them that I'm going to teach them one. We're just going to do one. I don't care. Even, even if you have a really good hip, we're still just going to do that. So that when, when I've got two or 300 people in my program, regardless if you play football, basketball, whatever, you only know one thing. And I know that you only know one thing we should be able to do it. You know what I mean? So like, okay, if we're having like in your situation, like baseball and softball or someone comes in and I say, I've got 50 people in that weight room, everybody 90, 90 hip internal rotation. All right. I'm not having to, well, baseball does this or this individual needs this or whatever. Like, no, for right now in the situation we're in, everybody just knows how to do that. You get really good at that. You're going to see a massive amount of benefit. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to do too much stuff, if that makes sense. So that, that would be like a mistake that I've made and that what I apply now of like, I want everyone to know how to do an ankle car. You know what I mean? I want everyone, I don't need to, it would be better if everyone knows how to do the same four or five things than like these individuals know how to do 10 or 11. These know how to do three and I can't, you know what I mean? You're just all over the place. So that would be kind of a, a mistake that I've made that, um, you know, just to pass along. No, that that's great. And I, I'm glad I got, got you on. Cause I know, uh, it's, you know, we only see what we see on like Instagram or, or Twitter. And, you know, and I knew, I mean, there had to be another way because I was struggling with this. I was like, it can't be the only coach in the country with a couple hundred athletes and zero time to make sure we get all this stuff in there. Oh, exactly. So exactly, yeah. And I no, think, sorry, not to go, but I think, uh, I think a good thing because it's like nice when you're able to structure and you're able to be in charge or whatever of kind of taking that like long term approach of like, okay, you know what? For the next month, I might cut five to seven minutes out of our training session, which means we're not going to do as much. But if I take this month and we understand how to do hip internal rotation, we'll just say hip internal rotation, pails and rails. Okay. Now after that first month, hopefully most people know, even if you have 70 or 80% of people, I know how to do hip internal rotation, pails and rails that they can start doing it. Whether it's, I don't want to say a cool down session or whatever, but like, you know how to do it. So you can do it on your own on Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? Or like set or whatever it is because we spent the time. So now for the next, if you're a freshman for the next three years of your college career, four years of your college career, you should know how to do this. You know what I mean? Instead of like trying to like, kind of like nickel and dime here and there of like blah, blah, blah. But if you just set aside and that's kind of what I, I, I try and do with some of the FRC stuff of like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get as much 
I might not get three sets of accessory work done. We might only be able to get two, but for this month, I'm fine with that because I want them to understand this so that when we don't have five to seven minutes, we only have say like a minute to do spinal segmentation, that I don't have to go through a whole coaching spiel, spinal segmentation, go. You know what I mean? We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Optimum Nutrition Athletics. After dominating the sports nutrition industry for over 30 years, the newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings the same trust and quality at a great price. They've worked hard to put convenient nutritional supplement options in the hands of your athletes. Because of the increased demands, ON now offers their third-party tested NSF certified gold standard whey protein powder in 10-pound bags exclusively for their athletics partners. Owen even released ready-to-drink cartons of their gold standard whey protein shakes for your athletes and coaches that are on the go. Colleges and universities across the country have partnered with Owen to give their athletes the highest quality nutritional supplements, and Owen continues to deliver. They provide flexibility and affordability for all their partners. If you'd like to learn more about their expanding line of supplement products, or if you're interested in becoming a partner, contact Owen's Rachel Kravitz on Instagram at on underscore athletics underscore West or email rkravitz at glambia.com. Right. No, I think that's great. And that's some great advice. And, you know, if you could give advice to the young coach, let's say that coach that's just getting there done with their GA. And I know you're at Lindenwood, which is a pretty, they got a really solid program as far as GAs and stuff there. But, you know, that coach that's going through their graduate assistantship or maybe they're interning, they're in that, that grind phase of like what we do. What's one piece of advice you tell to the, the younger coach? Hmm. Um, I would say, I think one of the most, most important things, not just like training and conditioning, but kind of just in life uh, is to like take time to like critically think, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, and I don't have like a, a systematic routine for this or whatever, but I, I think I kind of touched on a little bit of like, you're going to get better when you like just observe and you think about, well, why did this happen? Or like, why, why are we dealing with this problem right now? You know what I mean? And kind of then trying to like work back because I think that's how you learn. You know what I mean? So even if you're not, even if you're an intern and you're not coaching or you're not doing, you know, whatever it is, if you can sit there and you can just, I mean, you can, you're obviously coaching or observing or whatever of like, well, why does this happen? Or why, why might this be happening? And then you take time to like, think about it, critically think you might not have the answer right now, but there's a lot of stuff that like, there's a lot of stuff. I know that I remember when I was coaching, when I was like interning or young or I was looking at one thing. And now when I look back on that, I see the other seven things that were happening that I didn't even really realize, you know what I mean? So like, I think that's one of the most important things, like to get, become a better coach or become, you know, just better in whatever you do is take time to critically think and not just, I mean, I like to, I like to read a lot and I try and like learn a lot too, but a lot of times my best learning or when I, you know, make the most connections is like when I'm just not, you know, I mean, I'm just sitting on my couch or I go for like a Sunday walk or whatever it is. Like, it just like, you know what I mean? That's when a lot of the stuff. So I think that would be one of the biggest pieces of advice is that I, I would offer to people, um, you know, specifically from a coaching standpoint. And then I think, you know, just from a, when you're a young coach is just trying to learn and it's hard now. It's real. Like, I'll be honest. I think it's a lot. It's, 
it's a lot harder because not just for coaches, but for anyone in general, because there's so much, we're not at a loss for information. Like with, with social media, with the, like the way things are, we are not at a loss for information. The hard part, and this is what in my mind separates like elite level, great coaches from others is the ability to take information and be able to um, basically systematize things and understanding, not just, okay, this might be a good, why not this is a good, maybe this is a good drill. But why am I doing this drill in this phase at this part of the year compared to two years before during the, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is. And I think that's, that's what separates. And I'll be honest, that's what like, that's why a lot of times you see like some of the best like coaches or individuals in their 50s, 60s, you know, or whatever it is, because they've had all these experiences. They've seen everything that's happened and they're able to understand all these different parts. Like I know for me, like I just had a really good conversation a couple of days ago with a, with a, um, track and field coach um that i learned a lot because i'm like i i mean i'll be honest if you want to learn you have to admit you don't know stuff which a lot of people don't want to do in today's day and age like it's fine like i mean i understand like you if, if you're trying to sell yourself as a guru and you don't want to like upset your followers like you're gonna always you want everyone to think you're the smartest person or whatever it is what it is but you know i'll be, I'll be honest like i was like i'm doing i saw like the skip I'm like, I really like that because I can conceptualize why that's important. But I told this individual, I'm like, I'll be honest though, I don't know why I did this. There's phase, like when we were doing this stuff, like from the weight room to the, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that. So I got, I was asking him and it was good to be able to bounce ideas off him and have, have I'm like, okay, well, this makes more sense now, but that's not something that you're just going to learn overnight. You know what I mean? Like, and that's part of the thing that I know for me that I want to get a lot better at is understanding why am I doing this specific drill for this specific component at this specific time of the year and this specific phase of the athletic development, you know, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the things is if you don't observe, you don't think about that stuff when you're younger, you're not able to build and develop and expand on that stuff. Um, I think it's really, not, you said one thing here. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go for, I'll go for three. All right. Um, I obviously like being, how you come across to people, I think is really, really important. That's hard to do, especially in the age of social media, emails, like all that different stuff or whatever. Um, I think it's really, really good to, um, to it's super, super easy to send someone a DM or send someone like an email or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, but like to, to take a step and think about like, okay, I know how I want And we all, we all deal with this in all of our aspects of our lives. We have an idea of how I'm coming across, but then you have to take into account how does the other person take this into account. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's really, really important because I don't want to say you can, you can mess up relationships, but you don't want to give someone like a bad taste in their mouth when they just remember a name for something like, so a really good example, like if you want to reach out to someone that you've never talked to before, don't mention like net, like the, if, if you say, I want to network with you, like that's probably not the best, like, if I've never talked to you before or any, if you never talked to a coach and you say you just want to network, it's like, okay, I kind of know what your intentions are here. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe, Hey, I'm going to, it might take a couple of like me just, Hey man, I just want to let you know, love what you do. Appreciate blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And now maybe, you know, in a couple of weeks, you, you, you want to, Hey, you want to have a conversation or whatever. But I think that's one of the most important things is like, how do you come off? you know what I mean? To other people, you know what I mean? Cause that's obviously going to help you from a job, job opportunity standpoint from, from other factors. I mean, there's been times where I maybe have talked to someone one time, 
but I'd hear about a job opportunity come up and I'm like, hmm, I remember that person or whatever. I'm wondering if they're, you know I mean, interested. And that's, I mean, I think we can all attest to like, that's a lot of times how like jobs and other career opportunities happen of just, you know what I mean? situations like that you know what i mean so someone's like oh man that's a good coach or I, I had a quick interaction with him but i was very impressed very professional very like whatever especially for being a young intern you know whatever it is that that's the stuff that can carry a lot of weight for you it might not even be like in the next year or two years but it could be something five ten years down the line where a coach remembers that stuff and has a positive uh you know reflection of you because of that yeah hey, no doubt and it's uh yeah you don't want to come off as insincere i mean we've, we've been around long enough to know what, like you said, what the intentions are. So, and I think I saw somebody, I, I won't, I don't want to mention who, but somebody on Twitter, it, it blew up in this last week of like a guy that asked one of the coaches, Hey, big dog, you still got that GA spot available. And I was like, <laughs> you have some, you have some gall to try to just out of the blue at just call a coach, big dog and ask him if yeah. he had a GA spot. I, I think that's a good, like, if you're young, like, okay, try and like, there's a lot of times where I've learned from a lot of other people's mistakes or, you know what I mean? Like a lot of stuff like, Ooh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Or maybe not. Wouldn't have thought about that. So that'd be like a good experience. Like, okay, learn from that. Like if you're a young coach and don't do something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the coach posted it on Twitter and I th- X out the person's name. He was like, this is not how you ask for a GA. Yeah, and I was no, like, exactly. I hope somebody saw that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just a few more questions. I want to be very uh, respectful of your time. Uh, What's next for Coach Burglis? I know you've got, and I mean, you are putting yourself through the stuff too. I, I've seen you, like you're your own guinea pig. I saw you with the red lights and everything and, and, and doing all that stuff. So what's, what's next? What's something that you got coming up in the next year or two for strength and conditioning that you're looking forward to looking into? Um, it's funny because actually I use the, I use the red lights. It's uh I use that this morning. It's nicer. It's it's ni- it's nicer sometimes. I don't want to say all the time, but uh, not having to be up at like 4 a.m. to actually have like when you can actually wake up at like I know it's in this profession when you say like oh I can wake up at like 5:30 a.m. It's like oh you're sleeping in or whatever, but it's like oh it's kind of like a re- you know what I mean the rest of the world when everyone's waking up at like set or whatever. But so it's nice to be able to have like five or ten minutes in the morning to get my red light and infrared light therapy in uh, or whatever. But uh, I would say what uh, one of the big areas that I'm kind of, I guess, kind of like thinking about looking at, I guess, taking a step back, you know, trying to figure out, you know, I think this is a long-term process, not just, you know, the acquisition of knowledge and wisdom is not a short-term process. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that I read now or look at now that I never would have looked at probably, you know, a couple of years ago, or I didn't think it was important or, you know, things along those lines. So I think trying to be open-minded and just, you know, trying to acquire information. I listen to, uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's when I say acquire information, I listened to, this was back in the fall, Duncan French, who's the the director at the UFC High Performance uh, Institute. Um, I apologize if I don't have that job title correct, but he, I can't remember what podcast he was on, but there's part, it's on my, <laughs> it's one of the things, again, why I use the, the sticky notes of taking notes on it, but he had uh, apart from that episode that I remember listening to that he said accrue information. And I think that's important, especially like as you go in the profession or whatever you do, just acquire information. You know what I mean? Cause the more information, the more knowledge I have, the more connections I'm able to make based on that knowledge. You know what I mean? So like a new theory or a new, like injury, you know what I mean? Like whatever, if I don't understand, you know, different components of physiology or different areas, it's, it's very hard for me to make new connections or make new thoughts or things like that. 
So with that, one of the, the, the big areas, I guess you will, is kind of looking at like the perceptual model of like neuroscience and things like that. And, um, you know, how I do change direction stuff now is a hundred percent different than it would have been a year ago, five years ago or whatever, but it's still not, um, there's still a lot of questions and I don't, you know what I mean? Like there's still, there's still a lot of stuff that I don't know. And that's kind of one of the areas that I'm really, really looking into. I think is very intriguing. I'm very interested in, um, trying to figure out what makes someone the decisions that happen on the field court, whatever it is, like what goes into that and all the different components, you know, from a neuroscience standpoint. So that's what there's a lot of like reading stuff and I've got notes and, you know, I'm definitely in the early stages of trying to understand that information. But, um, but that's kind of like one of the, 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 the areas like the brain body connection of like, you know, I think the next year, two years, I don't know, maybe the next six months, there'll be something totally different or whatever, but that's kind of one of the areas. I think the, the in conjunction with, kind of with that is looking at, you know, I, I would say definitely like my speed development and how I look at that has totally changed. You know I mean? A lot, um, you know, in the last year, two years, uh, especially I think, cause like the last year, you know, you definitely have seen a lot more information coming out about that. And I'll be honest, there's, there's been a lot of stuff that I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of had to reevaluate some stuff and kind of look at some stuff. I still, uh, there's still a lot of stuff that I believe in, you know what I mean? In terms of some other areas with this or that. And, you know, people will say like, Oh, you want to get faster or whatever than you need to quarter squawks or research or whatever. Okay. I still have a holistic kind of viewpoint on some stuff, but there's definitely a lot of stuff that I look at for my speed development work and stuff that I'm doing now that I never would have thought of was important. You know what I mean? So that's another area of trying to better become better from a coaching standpoint, from a program uh, standpoint, from being able to get the results in that area and how that relates to kind of like the overall philosophy of what I believe, believe in from a strength and conditioning standpoint, which is always changing. Cause you're never, if you're always the same, you're never going to adapt and you're never going to grow. So that's kind of, I guess, I don't know. It's probably not like a clear cut answer or whatever, but those are kind of a couple of the, the things that are on the forefront of my mind right now, of, uh, you know, kind of looking ahead from a, a strength and conditioning, my kind of areas of interest. No, that that's awesome. And it's, 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 uh, I think it's empowering for, everybody just to listen to a, a really highly and smart educated coach like you still say like, I, I don't know a lot about this. I'm going to go learn about it. It's a, acquire that information and, and this or accrue that information from what Duncan French was saying and, and get it going. But uh, do you have a social media shout out that if, or what's the best way our listeners could, I mean, if they're not following you, cause you have probably more followers than I've seen the most strength coaches, but if, you know, what's the best way to find you and see what you got going on? Uh, yeah, probably, uh, probably my, I guess, social media, um, Twitter and Instagram, uh, would be the best. Uh, it's my first name and my last name. So Joey, uh, Burgess, J O E Y B B E R G L E S. Um, those would be the best Facebook. I try and, uh, <laughs> Facebook. I don't, I don't, I don't ever post on Facebook and I try to keep Facebook to like personal stuff. Like, high school friends who got married, who, uh, who's, who, who's having a kid. So kind of like when I scroll through Facebook, I, I prefer to see information like that and don't really utilize it as a strength conditioning resource. So it's, uh, probably not the best place. So Twitter and Instagram would be the best though. For sure. I feel you on that one for sure. Well, coach, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and, you know, give us a little insight. I think it's phenomenal what you're doing with, I mean, Finding out you got, you know, going through middle school and then high school, that's a good chunk of a very important part of, you know, these kids' lives. And, and you're taking the time to help them, you know, move well and, and 
do it right. And I think it's very empowering. And, and like I said, you're very smart and I get, appreciate everything you're, you're giving back to the community. So thanks for being on here. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, ch- chatting with you in the future. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk and it was a, it was a great conversation. I appreciate you giving me, uh, you know, like I said, the time, the opportunity to talk and kind of let me ramble on, on some areas uh, and whatnot. So I, I can't thank you enough. It was great stuff, coach. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities. Used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world, performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems. Right now, when you start a 14-day trial, use promo code CHALK, that is promo code C-H-A-L-K, to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your Team Builder account, including four sports science questionnaire templates. Today, coaches from around the country use Team Builder's built-in questionnaire module to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I've yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at Team Builder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.